Mike Keller, how are you today? Hanging in there. Uh, actually, today is a great day for us to discuss vaccines because as of today, the 29th of September, Google announced that YouTube is now banning all anti-vax content on their platform. On one hand, you know, of course it's... Uh, censorship? Censorship. <laughs> uh, on the other hand, all this misinformation is really detrimental to public health. So I, I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been a politicized experience. I, okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about being vaxxed and vegan. Both Mike and I are, we can say that we're both vaxxed. We're vaxxed. Uh, which one did you take? Moderna, how about you? I took Moderna as well. But uh, beyond being vaxxed for COVID, we're also vaxxed for like mumps and polio and all that. <laughs> That's right. It's a, it's the standard. It's a thing people do. <laughs> Well, it seems like what happened was the idea of being vaccinated became a major political issue. I really wonder if all these anti-vaxxers, if they had been around during the polio epidemic, if they would be so um, so uh, militant, or if maybe they'd be really thankful that modern science has been able to protect them from these like horrible scourges. Yeah, but it is kind of interesting because... There is also this other element, and the element is animal testing. And yeah. there are people that are ethical vegans who mm -hmm. will not get vaccinated because the animals were tested on on these vaccines. I can't argue against that because you know I can't say that a an animal's life is worth uh, less than mine. Does that mean they don't take any other like Tylenol, all the uh, any other like life saving medication? You know, if their if their life is on the line and they need some kind of pharmaceutical product to save them, are they just going to be like, oh, I'll just die instead? I know. I mean, that's an interesting question. I, I just I remember seeing my Instagram feed and people that you know are my you know friends from whatever. I mean, we're. Internet friends, but people that we kind of support each other in the vegan cause. And I remember seeing some of them projecting an anti-vax message. And I found it kind of interesting, too, because a lot of these people were definitely not right wing. They're definitely, you know, maybe, mm -hmm. uh, you know, into liberal causes and things like that. But but there's some people that will draw the line at animal testing. It's like, no, okay. this is a big no. Well, uh, there's also the, um, you know, vegans also have that sort of hippie crystal nature will provide everything strain. So it's it's possible that some of those people are also, they just don't believe in anything that comes from a pharmaceutical company. The real issue, I think, comes from people being becoming people coming from this ethical place yeah so this brings up a really interesting question like do we have the right to sacrifice a few animals to save billions of humans and uh like i don't i don't really have an answer for that i mean we, it, there's a very obvious answer is should we eat or not eat animals i think not eat is correct because you can survive and live even longer a longer and healthier life and there's no innocent victim to this lifestyle. Uh, when it comes to sacrificing some for the good of others, I there's no 
absolute correct answer. I mean, it kind of reminds me of the trolley problem. Are you familiar with the trolley problem? What is that? Give this some thought. Uh, it's a like a thought experiment, and there's infinite variations on it. But imagine you're at the junction of a, you know, train tracks, and you're right by the lever, and you see that um, there's a trolley coming, and it's careening down the tracks, and it's about to hit four strangers, and you could pull the lever and make it turn, and then the trolley will like go away from those four strangers and hit one person. So, would you do it? Would you, you know? Would you basically kill one person, taking the action to kill the one person, in order to save the four people? Yeah, I mean that's inter- that's an interesting. Um, I mean that's an interesting approach. But again, I think that most animal rights activists are focused on animals mm-hmm. and not humans. In some well, cases, well, hum- humans are beings too. I mean, you could also say like there's a, there could be a vaccine for an animal too. Would you be willing to like? <laughs> would you be willing to sacrifice a few animals for even more animals? I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I think the the quandary we're talking about is is also something that we want to be in a world where we are functioning as we used to be, where we can go to public spaces, where we can go inside yeah. without a mask, where we don't have to fear when or feel have a weird feeling when we hear see someone's coughing, like oh, was that person sick? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, we want to go back to normalcy, and so yeah. that we and and also we don't want to pass a illness to more vulnerable people or uh, you know our our grandparents or mm-hmm. our parents, and we don't we don't want to be in a world where vulnerable are expendable. So would these people who refuse to take the vaccine on ethical reasons would they be willing to take it if it just went straight to human trials i don't know if that's even like possible or legal or feasible could it go straight to human trials i don't know and beyond that in the animal trials did the animals die of it i mean of course i'm sure they were kept in like suboptimal conditions well i'm sure they were also uh given the covid yeah probably yeah don't have an answer for any of this and the only place I saw was that the Johnson Johnson uh, vaccine was tested on Reese's macaques, and then also s- later uh, in uh, Syrian golden hamsters. So those mm-hmm. were the animals that I guess suffered you know, were deemed expendable. I don't think there's any real cut and dry answer to this. Other, I, than... I don't. If there is, I don't have it. My thing is, as a vegan we have to reduce harm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to make some really, really tough, decisions. difficult decisions that are not black and white. They're gray area. It's like the trolley problem. So we can reduce harm. So I guess, yeah. oh yeah, okay, so we save the four people and we kill, we kill Mike Keller and we're on the side. <laughs> <laughs> In some ways, it's a mathematical thing and... Right, you know, but the, see, you know, the the other factor to consider is, you, you know, making the decision makes you the perpetrator. So I don't know if that changes what is the optimal outcome. In you know, if somehow without your action, uh, you know, optimally it's better that four people live than just one person lives, um, presumably. But if you're the person who kills the one to save the four, I don't know if that changes the calculus. You know, I do a lot of 
whatever pro bono uh, support of certain companies like let's say impossible meat mm-hmm. and and just egg and uh, both those companies you know well one of the companies definitely used animal testing to further their corporate interest you know they mm-hmm. they had this hem and the hem was this kind of like bloody weird soy thing that makes their meat bleed like 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 beef and it and is you know 100% plant based um however the FDA required because it was a new product that they tested the, the these products on animals now i know ethan brown is it ethan brown or ethan mm-hmm. or patrick brown one of the browns uh, i think ethan brown is uh is beyond and okay. the other brown, brown is impossible. Okay, so Patrick Brown did eventually said that he regrets the decision to go to, to go with this he, to go with animal testing. He has the luxury to regret it in retrospect. The data has been generated and yeah. now he doesn't have to do it anymore and he can say, Oops, sorry. Yeah, that's true. So they they tested this on rats, you know, deemed it safe, and then I guess they probably had some human testings as well. And then I don't know, PETA went after impossible. And there's a lot of people that, that when you put, you know, talk about impossible, they get triggered, you know? And then also Beyond talked about maybe they'll, in the future, they're going to do some animal testing, you know, and they don't, they didn't want to, want to keep the door open because. They don't want to make a promise they can't keep. Well, the FDA uh, requires animal testing for new products. Yeah. I mean, someday it's I mean, it's on its way, but someday you'll be able to model uh, any biological organism in like a computer and you'll be able to model its response to whatever substance. And, and they're already doing something along those lines, but it's obviously not yet reliable enough that you can stake people's lives on it. We're at this point in our whatever future as humans. I mean, we have definitely feel that we are whatever the alpha or the superior. These other creatures are, let's say, expendable. Subordinate. Subordinate. One thing that needs to be done is maybe pushing these things up front and center so people are aware that, oh, these, you know, these, you know, beautiful animals you know, suffered, but we have, but for a greater good, per se? Or I mean, I don't think the animals good? care for the recognition. It's like, oh, we're heroes, great, kill us, you know, but... Um, well, human awareness of what what we've done, I mean... Will I, we, help we, us we, prioritize minimizing harm, yes. We created the virus as or humans. didn't create it, but brought, I mean, unless you believe in that lab theory. No, no, we, what I mean, we, we allowed it. it to proliferate. I mean, That's you right. could argue that meat eaters allowed it to proliferate because it came from one of those like wet markets. I mean, a lot, you know, a lot of virus, you know, modern viruses have come from meat, which is sad or, you know, animal products, animal foods. The vaccine is a hundred percent plant-based. Yay. However, in the process of making it, animals were tested on, mm. and it's best for people to get vaccinated so we can move on. Yeah, that's my opinion. Hey, the crime has been committed. <laughs> the damage is done. <laughs> Any additional dose doesn't require further animal deaths. So by taking the vaccine, you're preventing and uh, human deaths and potentially animal deaths. You know, you're preventing the spread or reducing the spread. 
of the virus, not just for yourself, but for everyone around you. So take it. So on another tact, Mike Keller, do you feel that some extreme parts of the animal rights movement actually cause more damage? Um, you know, in any given case, you can cause more harm than good. Uh, I don't know. I mean, wh- by harm, you mean because, like, it, you're taking this vaccine example, like, because well, okay, of... Uh, let's not take the pet vaccine example. Right. Let's take, what are let's, the other Let's examples? have the other, another example, like, like Impossible versus PETA. Right. You're, so, yes, I, if that's going to put people off on Impossible and it's going to hamper Impossible's proliferation, then there will be fewer vegan options and more people will eat meat. Yeah, it's possible that could be the case. I, I don't know. But also Impossible creating, you know, uh, Impossible for their financial gain test on animals. Again, you could use this utilitarian argument that it's better to test on 100 animals than to slaughter a million a year. And so I, I don't know. But again, that the problem with that argument is by being the one who tests on them, you're taking the evil action. I, I, I just, I don't know the answer. There is, there's no, from a utilitarian perspective, there isn't an answer. Uh, but utilitarianism is not the only uh, moral philosophy out there. I just know that when I do something that has impossible, I don't know, 50% of the time, an animal rights activist will, will come at me and say, mm-hmm. that's not vegan, don't eat impossible, stop it, fight me on it. <laughs> yeah, I look, I wish I had the luxury to be righteous, but I, I think policy for the billions of us uh, might require some flexibility for creating an aggregate good. That's not to say, like, tell that to the animal who was killed in the testing you can't you know it's it it is morally indefensible i don't have an answer i i can only answer questions where like there i just there there's there's no there's no right answer there's just a less wrong answer or a you know you know there's a a tendency to minimize wrongness as much as you can so stuff like um red 40 casein no 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 is there there's synthetic food coloring that's mm-hmm. let's say like swedish fish right and and that food coloring was tested on animals there's but a, it's better than the alternative that's crushed animals that's right because so, then you're constantly killing more and more animals rather than the crime that was committed a long long time ago in order for it to be approved by the fda they had to test these food colorings on animals so what was vegan becomes plant-based what's synthetic becomes an element of cruelty so i mean i i think that there's so much cruelty baked into our society that you know we're kind of almost a little flippant about the way these animals are you know taken out one way or another life on planet earth is essentially cruel and you know nature is merciless um that's not to say like we should be merciless as thinking creatures. You see, my argument about pr- promoting plant-based items that may have, I don't know, these issues is that these companies are making plant-based foods 
within accessible. the reach, yes. accessible with other, you know, so, so we're getting to the point where, uh, you know, more and more people are eating plant-based, you know, it, the, the market's expanding. Mm-hmm. And if the vegan community attacks these companies, they're not helping the cause. They're I causing more you. damage. Yeah, I totally of, agree. So on that sad and depressing note, mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you have for lunch again? You had strawberry Soylent? Soylent with strawberries. It, it was a good enhancement. I enjoyed it. I want to, so, you know what I'll try next time? Strawberries and bananas. Mm, go crazy. Well, we're going to do the pumpkin spice Soylent. It's going to happen. The PSL, pumpkin Soylent latte. <laughs> PSS. So I understand you went to Disneyland. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. What type of vegan food did you eat at Disneyland? Oh, so the great thing about Disney now is that every food station, or almost every food station, both in Disneyland and California Adventure, does have a vegan option. So I went to the, um, I think it was called the Smoke Jumpers Grill, and I had an Impossible Burger with fries and a Diet Coke. And um, I also had one of those Mickey Mouse pretzels, which was vegan. And uh, in previous times i i really enjoyed um the felucian garden spread which is in star wars land it's in their like you know interstellar galactic place but i think both disneyland and california adventure have made a conscious effort to have some vegan options for everyone did you have to pay an extra vegan premium no No, not really it's about the same price as all the other food you had to pay the disney premium (laughs) yeah which (laughs) Disneyland food is expensive, but honestly, food everywhere, like Los Angeles food is expensive. So it's, it, it wasn't actually that high of a premium. Just food everywhere is expensive. Well, that's good, Mike Keller. Well, uh, I'm glad that you uh, could share what your, your dietary situation is. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no. I had. Oh, let me tell you. I had other vegan food. Let, uh, okay, let me give ahead. you other things. Um, there is in Avengers Land, Avengers Campus. There is a falafel stand, um, which I guess it's mirroring a falafel stand that was in one of the Avengers movies. And then there's also a Doctor Pim's test kitchen, and there I had a, like it was a. Oh, it was interesting. It was a pasta. With like a gigantic impossible meatball on it. Not bad. Okay, see? So you ate more. You were holding yeah. on, out on us now. But now so I just okay. had to remember. Did you take pictures of these things? Of the food? No, yeah. I, I didn't oh, take okay. pictures of the food. I should have. You should put put them on the Vegan Hacks uh, Instagram. Or TikTok, yeah. TikTok, I'll, whatever, man. Next time I'll try to take more photos of it. So why don't you reveal, you, what is your socials, Mike Keller? So people know oh. they can specifically go to you. Thanks for asking. Um, let me check. I <laughs> I think check. my Instagram is Mike underscore Keller, K-E-L-L-E-R. Um, and do I have a TikTok? Yeah, I have a TikTok. Uh, and it is Michael G, at MichaelGKeller.com. So your TikTok is at MichaelGKeller.com. Yes. And my Instagram is Mike underbar Keller. Not very consistent, I know. A lot of underbars. Well, we're consistent here at Vegan Hacks Pod. You could just go at Vegan Hacks Pod. Vegan Hacks Pod. Yeah. You can email us at veganhackspod at gmail.com. We're on TikTok at Vegan Hacks Pod. 
We're Instagram, Vegan Hacks Pod, Twitter, Vegan Hacks Pod. So we're pretty consistent through the thing. So you can, if you have a message, a request, a hate mail, whatever, hate send mail. it away. So that's Bring it. Bring it on. All right. So we did it. Cool. Mike Keller, we did it again. 